This podcast is a segment of the book, Godly Grit, scheduled for publication in late spring or early summer 2021. It will be available at Amazon as a Kindle ebook, in paperback, and as an audiobook. Grit is an energizing force. It is a blend of passion and perseverance needed to achieve a specific goal. The goals, hopes, and dreams you are moving towards are vital in defining yourself. Your primary goal will determine the type of grit you need to achieve those goals and objectives. In the next three chapters, we will look at grit in the context of three primary life direction goals. We will look at grit for needs and desires, grit for values and morals, and lastly, what it means to have godly grit. If you define yourself by your needs and desires, your grit elements needed to achieve your dreams will be your intellect, wit, cunning, physical capacity, and ability. We all have perceived needs and desires. These needs and wants will change over time, but you will always have demanding needs and desires. We live our lives with an awareness of what we believe we need to survive, and this promotes the development of a self-preservation form of grit. We think if we do not get what we feel we need, we will not survive. This form of grit focuses on goals that are immediate, urgent, and self-centered. If your dominant values concentrate on your needs and desires, you will live a self-centered life in the pursuit of security and comfort. Your guiding light will be what you feel you need to feel secure and comfortable. You will require resilience to succeed with these self-preservation goals, but you will not need much grit. The pursuit of self-centered goals requires some perseverance, but little to no passion. Are there needs and desires that are common to all humans? What are your needs and desires? To get a grip on a human being's everyday needs and wants, in 1942, Abraham Maslow published a paper titled A Theory of Human Motivation. In this paper, Dr. Maslow attempted to classify needs that are common to all. This list became known as Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. This hierarchy is often presented as a pyramid, assuming that the more basic needs at the base of the pyramid need to be satisfied before higher level needs can be achieved. The primary layer in the pyramid is the basic needs. These are the basic physiological needs like food, water, warmth, and rest that we all need to survive. Basic needs also include the necessity for security and safety. In other words, if we don't eat and are not safe, we will not survive. If we can adequately meet our basic needs, we can move on to our secondary needs. 
These are the psychological needs of belonging and love. We meet these needs in intimate relationships and friendships. If the psychological needs are met, we are free to pursue the next layer of needs, self-esteem. Through prestige and accomplishments, we can meet the self-esteem needs. According to Maslow, only when these layers of need are adequately satisfied can we achieve our full potential by addressing our self-fulfillment and self-actualization needs. This theory functions with the assumption that any significant deficit in a more primary need significantly impacts the ability to achieve a higher level. Is this how you live your life? Do you define yourself by your unmet needs? Do you feel limited in your ability to grow and experience joy in your life because you do not feel safe and secure or do not have enough money or friends? Do perceived needs and desires drive you? Do you see yourself as an unmet need? This self-definition is how most people live out their lives. They move from one felt unmet need to another, distracted, frustrated, and self-centered. Let's not be too quick to judge, because if we are honest, this is how most of us, even Christians, live out our lives. The Bible defines this life path as being carnal, and we are all very carnal. We are born carnal and become more subtly carnal as we mature. Pause to consider how you define yourself. Are you just a physical, emotional mammal? What energizes you? What are you seeking? It is essential to understand how you define yourself. Your self-definition will determine and limit your experience of life. Ask yourself honestly, what does it mean to be a human? What treasure are you seeking? Matthew 6, 21 reminds us that For where your treasure is, there your heart, your wishes, your desires, that on which your life centers, will be also. What is an honest self-appraisal? We are all very skilled self-deceivers. Our spiritual aspirations are often nothing more than cloaked carnality. Look at your treasure and not what you claim is your treasure. What has value to you? How do you spend your time? What controls your anxious thoughts? Look at what you do and not what you intend. How do others close to you view you? Are they being honest or just trying to appease you? You do not want to be limited by your carnality. This self-evaluation is vital. Look at what you claim and what you do and at what you do not do. This life of clean carnality is where most Christians live. But God has so much more for us. Be honest and authentic and avoid the trap of carnality. If your primary life goal is the pursuit of needs and desires, you are demanding survival and comfort. 
The desire for survival is a demand for safety and security. The desire for comfort is a demand for belonging, affirmation, esteem, and accomplishment. If you feel handcuffed to news apps or new shows on TV, you're most likely living bound to survival-seeking goals. If your focus is on acquiring possessions, finances, affiliations, or likes on your favorite social media account, you are living demanding comfort. The motivation behind survival-seeking behavior is fear. Fear, real or perceived, is a powerful motivator, often resulting in bursts of intense energy. If you live your life motivated by fear, you will eventually become exhausted, depressed, or anxious. The avoidance of pain is the motivation behind comfort-seeking behavior. A life lived with the primary focus of pain elimination will eventually lead to dependency on the mechanism that relieves the discomfort. In other words, comfort-seeking leads to addiction. If your source of comfort is affirmation from others, you will live a pretentious life. The deep insecurity caused by this lifestyle results in a loss of authenticity and hollow or shallow relationships. If your security is in material possessions, you will end up disappointed. You'll be sacrificing relationships for stuff and a life of greedy emptiness and self-centeredness. But isn't stuff great? It keeps us occupied and distracted and momentarily at peace. If your primary goals are your needs and desires, you will focus on what feels urgent as you react to perceived threats. You will need some grit to attain your goals, but it will look more like weak resilience than real grit. As you reach for your goals, you will sometimes fail and need to pick yourself back up again. This may require determination and some patience, but does not require grit or passion. So far, I have painted a gloomy picture of goals focused on needs and desires. It is not that there's anything wrong with these goals. It is only a negative issue if these types of aspirations become our life's priority. Much of our day-to-day -day life involves efforts to achieve goals necessary for our survival and comfort. We need to eat, sleep, be sheltered, and interact with others. We need to be free from being distracted by fear and unmet basic physiological needs. So how do you achieve these needs and desires goals? You'll have to determine what you need and how much of it you need, and then set a course to obtain what you feel you need. You look for the path of least resistance to secure safety and comfort. For those necessary needs and desires, determine your goal, develop a plan, move towards achieving the goal, and be prepared to require resilience when failures occur. To accomplish this goals, you will have to rely on your patience, abilities, talents, and perseverance. Some occasional self-reflection may also be beneficial.
but you will not need much passion. The grit required to achieve these goals is only a refined form of resilience. You can evaluate your progress in accomplishing these needs and desire goals based on how you feel. Do you feel safe and comfortable? If you do, you are probably on track to meet your goals. The measurement of success with this type of goal is also very tangible. You can look at what you own and what you have in the bank and decide if you are successful or not. If needs and desires are your primary life priority, you hope to accomplish a sense of self-generated and self-sustainable security and comfort. As time goes on, you may also wish to gain a sense of confidence and satisfaction. The ultimate long-term goal with this lifestyle is the attainment of peace by your actions and abilities. If this is your dominant life value system and you gain some success going in this direction, what can you expect? The best outcome you can expect is some safety and comfort for a short time. As you continue down this path, you will become distracted as you seek the next possession or mechanism that you can add to secure your safety and comfort. The worst outcome on this goal path is pervasive fear and insecurity as you grow to realize you cannot possibly attain the safety you desire. If your primary goal is comfort at any cost, the result will be an addiction to the element or activity that produces that comfort. The most likely outcome is that you'll be distracted in the pursuit of gaining safety and comfort. You will busy yourself accumulating safety stuff and develop a growing dissatisfaction with life as you age. Life becomes the existence of growing insecurity, discomfort, and emptiness. To varying degrees, we all live in this world of self-centeredness. We feel we must do something to eliminate our sense of insecurity and discomfort. The appeal of control, independence, and personal achievement pull us toward meeting our self-centered needs. It is one thing to be carnally responsible. It is another to be carnally minded. We need to take care of our physical needs without them controlling our minds. So shower, brush your teeth, wash your socks, dress appropriately, comb your hair, earn and spend your money wisely, but do not forget that God has much more for you than these things. The Bible makes it very clear in Romans 8, verses 6 and 7. For the mindset of the flesh is death, but the mindset controlled by the Spirit finds life and peace. In fact, the mindset focused on the flesh fights God's plan and refuses to submit to His direction because it cannot. If you are looking for peace, you will not find it in the pursuit of needs and desires. God's plan is the only path to peace. In the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew 6, verses 19 to 24, Jesus taught, Don't keep hoarding for yourselves earthly treasures 
that can be stolen by thieves. Material wealth eventually rusts, decays, and loses its value. Instead, stockpile heavenly treasures for yourself that cannot be stolen and will never rust, decay, or lose their value. For your heart will always pursue what you value as your treasure. The eyes of your spirit allow revelation light to enter into your being. If your heart is unclouded, the light floods in. But if your eyes are focused on money, the light cannot penetrate and darkness takes its place. How profound will be the darkness within you if the light of truth cannot enter? How could you worship two gods at the same time? You will have to hate one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot worship the true God while enslaved to the God of money. Where is your treasure? Be honest with your appraisal.